Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Opens, the master's class. And we have a kind of unexpected edition of the master's class today. And when I say it comes out of left field, you hear that a lot. And that is best of luck in your future endeavors. And that's our episode for today. And as always, classes in session with the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer, WWE Hall of Fame of the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports, Mark Henry, and WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray. And gentlemen... One thing that a wrestler never wants to hear is best of luck in your future endeavors. Unfortunately, a group of wrestlers heard it this past Wednesday morning. Santana Garrett, Ruby Riot, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Aleister Black, Braun Strowman. So, guys, and I'll start with you, Bully. I mean, geez, that is something that a pro wrestler in the WWE does not want to hear. I don't think anybody likes to hear that they've been future endeavored. I don't think anybody likes to hear that they got released. The wrestling business is a very tough business physically, as we all know, but the mental gruel is uh, doubly tough at times. As an independent contractor, and by the words on your contract, you can get released at any time for just about any reason. If somebody wakes up on the wrong side of the bed in a wrestling company, you can get released. They really don't need to have a reason. Now, with the WWE, um, it can be a variety of things. And with these recent releases, we really don't know the details. Um, you can speculate. You, maybe people were released because creatively that there was legitimately nothing for them maybe some people got released because there were issues with them backstage maybe some people got released because they genuinely wanted to be released and then the wwe just granted it to them you, you never know it's it's hard to speculate about it but nobody wants to hear it and i think in in one way, shape, or form, myself, Tommy, and Mark have dealt with a release situation. And I'm interested to hear in Tommy and Mark's stories um, about 
how they handled this adversity when it came their way. Yeah, and and Mark, I mean, you're someone who was, you know, quote unquote, a WWE lifer and you're, you know, expanding your horizons, going into another endeavor with another company like AEW. And, And I know for you, that has to be tough to do, especially with being with one place for so long. It is in a sense. And and then there's also a point where it's not. Um, In my case, I was not fired. I was not released. I was not let go. I was not future endeavored. I decided to leave because I had ambition to do more and I wanted to do more. And I had a conversation uh, that spawned, yes, it's time to try to do that. And uh, the hard part of it is, you know, sometimes it's easier when you're angry. I wasn't angry. They weren't angry with me. I mean, there was a lot of pleasantries between us, you know, going out, you know, like, man, go, go rock it, man. Go kill it. And I, I, I know down the road, we'll, we'll probably be calling you. All right, man, I'll, I'll, I'll take your call. That's, that's the way we, that's the way it ended. It's not like that for a lot of people. You know, it wasn't a sense. Now, they wanted me to sign a five-year deal that I wasn't comfortable with for what the money was, and I still was not going to be able to do all the things that I know I can do really well, that I've proven to do for free. So, I mean, it's just it wasn't fair for me to – uh, not 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 fair like boo who who is me, but I'm saying there are other people that have jobs that have benefited from my work, and I didn't even get it so much as hey Mark man thank you for helping me with that nothing so I had to I had to take my ball and go M- Mark just curious with your time in the company what was it 15 years 20 years how long were you with the company. 25 years. 25 years. Did, did anything ever happen to you while you were there that resembled a release? Like, did they ever send you home for a period of time? Or did you ever need to uh, <clears throat> cool your jets? Anything that ever, re, you know, could be like a release? And, and, and how'd you feel about it? Yeah, well, uh, I was telling you in the break, like, it would have been hard to fire me because I was the first person with a guaranteed deal. In the WWE, it had never been done. Not Taker, not Sean, nobody. And that's you. You said it best. You, what you negotiate is what I gave up my life as a strong man. I was the best on the planet. I was gave up my life as a powerlifter. I was the best on earth. I gave my life up as a weightlifter. I placed in the top 10 in the Olympics at 19. Don't you think by the time I was 35, I would have won one or got close? I gave up my life. So you had to pay me for that. And that was the difference between me and other talents. And more people knew who I was globally than probably 80% of the wrestlers on on the planet. So it was just the fact that Vince recognized that this dude's got a lot of personality. He's obviously not shy. 
and people respect him when he talks. We need somebody like that on our roster. And I, I did it all. The six o'clock in the morning TV shows to promote, to market all of the Special Olympics, all of the Boys and Girls Club. Hey, Mark, we, we need you. I was the upfront guy. I was not just a wrestler. I did multiple jobs while I was there. So I felt like I deserved to be paid more. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's not out of realm of a possibility. I can prove to you what I did. I have executives from all of those entities. They, they reach out to me. Hey, Mark, can you come to our jewel event and do this and do that? Um, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, call my agent, call my manager and work out the payment and the travel and everything. Crickets. People don't want to pay. Everybody wants something, but nobody wants to pay. So all this going forward, people that call me and ask me for stuff, there's a price with it. I have kids. I'm going to die one day and I want to leave a substantial nest egg to my kids. So when they decide to go to college or not, or whatever they choose to do, they won't be like I was. My mom never made more than $12,000 in a year. We were poor, bro. The lights got cut off. There was no water in the house sometimes. I came up really fucking hard. And all I ask is for my work, you pay me. It's the only way that you can coexist. Some of these guys and girls that got released, they probably, they, they got money in the bank. But you also have expenditures. When they get six months out from today, money's, they're going to look at their account and go, oh, shoot, I got to slow down. I've been there. I hopefully, I pray that they've been up on their payments to the IRS. Mm-hmm. I wrote a million dollar check to the, to, the, to the IRS before in my youth. From being stupid and not paying. Thank Hard God I was able. Check. Thank thank God I was able to write a check for a million dollars. Thank God. Otherwise, my ass would have went to jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I had to really work. I had to really grind, build my account back up. Like people don't realize when you get released, there's a lot more that goes into it than your ego or your feelings. It's about the math. It's about what you do to make sure that your existence is going to keep going. And, and that's, that was my thing. My thing was monetary. Um, I, I'm a big dude. Even though I'm 335 pounds and I have probably about 20, 22% body fat, they list me as morbidly obese every month, every month. I pay $2,700 for insurance for my family. When you work for an organization and they know who you are, what you are, what you, what's going on, 
you would think that, oh, let's take that into consideration. Hey, we'll pay for your insurance. Or that's, that's, I've, I've never had that. I had to do it. I'm an independent contractor that didn't get treated like an independent contractor sometimes. But most of the time, you better do that yourself. Savings, that's up to you. <laughs> you don't have retirement as an independent contractor. No pension. So I'm hoping that all of these guys and girls that have been released over the last three years, it's been a lot. If you look at all of the people that have been released over the last three years, it's enough to have a company. <laughs> you can have a really good company. Yeah. Of the people that have been released. You know, Tommy, you know, piggybacking off of the comments from Mark, like, have you heard those words from the WWE best of luck in your future endeavors? No, not really. Uh, when I, after, when I joined ECW, my life is kind of like you find out things like a murder mystery where you find out all the information about what happened where you didn't really realize it. When I first went to WWE during the invasion, the wrestling bubble had burst and you know, they had asked me to be in the office and I was like, um, I'm 29 years old. I want to wrestle. I'm like, yeah. you know, thought it was a big deal in ECW. Cool. I had a two and a half year run in WWE and they're like, well, we're going to put you in the office. <clears throat> uh, we'd like you to be there. Um, Johnny is there. John Laurinaitis, Jim Ross is there, but I think Johnny is now t getting ready to take over Jim Ross's spot. Johnny is prepping me for this. I find out they kind of wanted me to be like Johnny before the Johnny. Cause I did that role in ECW. I find this out later and Oh yeah. By the way, your wife is pregnant with twins. There's no impact wrestling. There's no other wrestling companies out there. So it's like, if you don't like this creative has nothing for you, but you know what? And I always say this, he was the most honest boss I ever had was Jim Ross. He told me this. We have, if not, we're just going to let you go. So I said, okay, I'll take the job in the office. Fast forward, ECW comes back. Now you're full-time wrestler doing all that again in WWE. And I realize that it's just not in the cards for me here. And I think for all of us, it's our dream job to, to be in the WWE and you're making money uh, left and right. And then it's, I'm not happy. I can't put a price tag on my happiness. I'm literally feel like I'm worthless because they're just beating me all the time. They're beating me just to beat me. I, my contract's coming up. I go to Vince. Another thing that I don't think the, the newer talent get, myself, Bully, and Mark all have a pretty damn good relationship with Vince or we're at least able to talk to our boss. And I tell him, Vince, here's the deal. Here's facts. Uh, ECW, the new ECW, highest rated guy every year, Tommy Dreamer. My contract's coming up. I want to do this. I'm giving you the option. If you want me to win the title, cool. Cause I want to prove to you that I could be the face of a brand. Cause here's the ratings. Here's what the fans want. If not, then I lose and I won't ever wrestle here ever again. We do the angle. The angle works. As soon as I lost the title, the next night I lost to Christian. The next week I wasn't on TV. The next week I was in a, a six man 
And I knew I was back in the same position. And I said, that's it for me. I literally knew I was done in Boston, Massachusetts in the TD water center place. And I was just like, (laughs) I don't want to be here anymore. And I started planning my exit. And then I went and I went to Johnny. I said, listen, man, I, uh, I don't want to work here anymore. This isn't what there. I could not put a price on my own personal happiness. And I wasn't making the money that I was because I already in the three months that I was there ate up my downside and it was costing me my own money to go to work for the WWE. I get a check to be a TV for $500 hotel for two nights, rental car for two nights, food for two nights. Uh, Beulah would say, you know, you uh, made $50 working for WWE these last two nights. And I was just like, no, well, things are going to turn around. And I just saw the writing on the wall. And then, so I just, I left, I bet on myself. Thankfully, bully was in impact wrestling. He had sent, uh, you know, told Dixie, Hey, you should look into this guy. And, And listen, I've had a long, after meeting with Dixie, I had a long, long run in wrestling. Uh, for every wrestler that's gotten released, it sucks, but you'll all be okay. The wrestling business is much different. Uh, and, you know, also talking about, you know, and I say this, I learned this from my father. Every month, every single check I ever got, I would take 10% out and put it uh, in a different bank account. Literally, if I got paid $20, I put $2 in. This has been my entire career, and I've told wrestlers this all the time. Um, when I left WWE, I had that 10% of what I made in a different, which also was gaining interest. And I also had other properties, and my house was paid, and all these other things. I didn't have the financial run of a Mark Henry or a Bully Ray. I did good. But even Mark and I were talking about, I have two kids that want to go to college, and I did their first college visit. I have twins. That's about $150,000 a year. That was my downside when I went to WWE. And I'm not in my profitable years anymore. So, But just think about that. When you're single is one thing, or if you're married, eventually you're going to have kids and be like, kids are expensive. <laughs> yeah, very expensive. And that $150,000 that you're literally could make at a, at a pay-per-view or a WrestleMania um, that could pay for your kid's education for a year, as opposed to, Oh, I'm going to buy a hundred thousand dollar car that depreciates the moment it happens. And I I've done well. I've, I feel I always have an opportunity in the wrestling business until I don't want one. And then, I mean, you also look at all of us, like we're doing the number one show on Sirius XM, a bunch of wrestlers. But why? Because wrestling is so loved and popular. There's a find Jim Ross said the greatest thing to me, Tommy, you wore many hats in ECW. That's a good thing. Literally from setting up the ring, refereeing, all that stuff. There's other aspects of professional wrestling that can help you in the real world. I was an executive in a publicly traded company. And those talents being able to speak has gotten us all jobs, but also like, Hey, being able to help other wrestlers, like be producers and all that has helped us all throughout our careers. Don't just be single-minded and say like, I'm a pro wrestler. That's all I'm going to be. Cause for everybody, there's someone called 
of father time, and he wins all the time. Every time. So bully for you. And and he's definitely undefeated. But bully for you, did did you necessarily hear those words, best of luck in your future endeavors, or was there a point where it's like, well, I'm I'm sitting here, I'm I'm in the prime of my career and I'm not being used. Was there ever that frustration level for you? Nope. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, we were overused. Vince McMahon actually pulled me and Devon on the side in the in early 2005 and said, I have oversaturated you on TV like almost no other talent here. Go take a break. Go home. Go take a vacation. I will pay you to sit home. Because we had done so much and creative legitimately just didn't have anything else for us to do because <clears throat> me and Devon just got to the point where we were just eating up other teams because we had been lucky enough to achieve a certain level of success and being over with the crowd that no matter who they threw with us, it worked while they were with us. But then when they had to go off on their own, it didn't work so much. So me and Devon are sitting home. <clears throat> One night Stan rolls around. We go back, we do one night stand with Dreamer and uh, <clears throat> and Sandman. We all know what a big success that show was. And me and Devon were right in the middle of a contract negotiation at the time. And we were real close, close to coming to an agreement, but we couldn't exactly agree on numbers at the time. Me and Devon felt that we had earned more, which I think Tommy and Mark would vouch for me and Devon's work at, worth ethic, ethic that... When it came to busting our ass in the ring, we were worth any, every penny and maybe one penny more. The WWE at that time was making some legitimate cuts, and they wanted us to take a little bit less. And we just weren't willing to take less. And me and Devon always knew that we could do this any place on the planet that we wanted to, and we didn't need the Dudley name. So what had happened was we had agreed with the WWE to let the contracts run out. Thank you. Thank you. Best of luck to you. Best of luck to you. See you down the road. Maybe we'll work with one, one another again. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, I still have the email from Vince McMahon that told me, Bubba, the door is always open for you guys in the future. Now, that Black Monday or Black Friday or whatever the term was, and you guys, what was it, Dave? Black Monday, Black Friday? Black yeah, Friday, they like, fired you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, stop. Gotcha. <laughs> Fat Friday? <laughs> Fat Friday. Fat Friday. Bubba Gray um, Dudley released. <laughs> Bully, Bully, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, you said that you guys were never fired. And you wish that it would have been said that way. That, you know, we parted ways uh, with the Dudleys, but... They are not a part of the cuts. How, how did how did that affect you? And and did you ever feel like um, the company should have said that over you saying that? You see, Mark, <clears throat> what had happened was when that Black Friday came along, <clears throat> and all those names popped up, like we just saw all the names popped up this past Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Our names were lumped into the releases. Mm. But we never got released. I thought there you got was fired. a no. I know. never happened. I, I can't there, there's it. an actual blurb. There was an actual blurb on WWE.com that said 
Um, the Dudley boys and WWE have agreed to, you know, not, you know, continue to negotiate a, a future, you know, contract. They put something up, but because that Black Friday thing hit and our names got lumped into that, people thought that we got released. And now to answer your question, Mark, how did that affect me? It affected me and Devon a lot because fuck you. You don't fire me and Devon. That's how we looked at it because we were workhorses for that, that company. We knew what we did, and we believed that we deserved a little bit more clarity in the fact that, hey, we've just agreed to part ways now and, you know, see it down the road. So the perception that was out there was, hey, you guys got released. Never happened. And, and 10 years later. Then. And, I remember yeah, this, it, it but I'm happened. telling you, I remember because I worked with Johnny and I worked in the office and we get these corporate emails where they basically tell you everyone who is let go from the company and your name is, is in that. And I do remember this now that you're telling me, but like, I thought for all these years, like, Oh, they just, they fired you all. But nope. I know this because now I also remember you and I start thinking about names and you come up with all these different, you know, instead of the, the, the Dudley boys, all that stuff. But wow. Like, yeah, man. It, and it, Dave, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's psychological, but like, look at B bully's answer. F you, you didn't fire me. Whenever people say like when, you know, Tommy dreamer was, uh, let go from the WWE. I'm like, no, I, f I quit from them. I wit I, I was no longer happy in something that I loved my whole life. And I just like, I was hating wrestling and I had to get away from it. I don't hate the WWE. I, I don't, I love it. Uh, at times I wish I was still there, but I, I just couldn't exist in that environment. And, and Dave, when me and Devon got the phone, Devon got the phone call first. And then Devon called me immediately to let me know that I was getting the call. And Johnny Ace called me. And I wish I had a tape recording of that phone call. Cause I'd let you play it live on busted open. I eviscerated him. I destroyed him. I said, everything that you think, I would say to somebody who was lumping my name into the releases and then to hear, well, you know, I could get you some work in Japan. We don't need you to get us work in Japan. We'll be just fine on our own. And that's why the words my way are inscribed on my hall of fame ring because I needed nobody, but me and my partner to ever succeed in this business. And we did, we did what, what, what Alexander the Great did. We conquered every fucking territory on the planet. So how dare you lump us in with people to get released? When you get released by the WWE, it's kind of the WWE saying, we don't have anything for you to anymore. We're throwing you to the wayside. And that what that's what was difficult for me and Devon to deal with because we weren't thrown by their wayside. We actually shook hands with them and agreed to work again down the road. And 10 years later, we did. Yeah, and so let's go and fast forward now to what just took place this last this And wait, Dave, Wednesday. I just want to, one ahead. thing, we, we just interviewed Mickey James on Wednesday too. How mad were you when you said her name was lumped in there? I was, I was literally told the girl and she started breaking down from your perspective, 
Now you're listening to some from the wrestler's perspective. That's the brilliance of this podcast. Well, and and that's the thing, Bowley, really quick, is that, you know. No, with, no, Dave, with, I just got to get this out. I, I just got to get sure. this out so people listening know. When you hear me speak the way I speak, it is not ego. It is strictly confidence in knowing that what we have done our Thanks. track record speaks for itself as we talked about with mark on the air you know about patting yourself on the back every once in a while that's that's just the way it is every once in a while you you should pat yourself on the back because not enough people pat each other on the back in this business so like i said it's not ego it's just facts. And, and Mark, I think you would agree. It's like what Bully just said. It's facts. So when we were, when Tommy and I were talking to Mickey James earlier this week, like I said to Mickey James, because she was, she was in tears talking about the end of her run with the WWE, where you know I reminded her. Unfortunately, she was enhancement talent. Unfortunately, she was waiting in the ring coming back from break. This is somebody who is a six-time world champion. There's only three women wrestlers in the history of the WWE that had more championship reigns than Mickey James. Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and Trish Stratus, who in the eyes of the WWE is the greatest women performer of all time. And then at number four, it's Mickey James, and she's waiting in the ring. And when the release happens, she's lumped in with other names that just got released like that to me is a slap in the face because that name should be talked about Hall of Fame, not see you later, as Bully described, being dumped by the wayside. Dave, but you you know, I'm the solutions guy. Yes. I've said that from the first week that I got on this program three and a half years ago, whatever it was. The solution is we're independent contractors, right? Yep. You know what they did with Andre? They couldn't have Andre on the show every week. They loaned him out to Japan. They loaned him out to WCW. They loaned him out to Impact, Power. They loaned Bully and Devon right now could still be contracted wrestlers with the WWE, but on a loan out agreement. Everywhere they can go, go, go make money. When we need you for a big event, we're going to call you in. It supersedes everything else you're doing. Okay, cool. We'll do that. And and that's the solution. But it's not the reality. AEW does it. Impact is doing it. MLW is doing it. New Japan is doing it. Why why would the WWE not do loan out agreements? Because of control. They control the narrative. They control the purse string. They control the wrestler. And it's not bad for the talent to be able to say, I would like to go and make some money this week if I'm not booked. If your creative does not have anything for me, I'm going to take this booking in Japan. I'm going to take this booking on impact. Should be able to legally. You should be able to. But because the pro wrestling business is a business where the narrative is controlled by a group. You can also be buried. And if you're buried, you can lose to a guy with one leg like Zach Gowan beat me, beat Big Show. Then we were sent to Louisville. 
hey guys, we want y'all to get in better condition, get in shape. That's great. That's honorable. But as an independent contractor, I could have said no. You hired me for who I am. If my work rate is not good for you, then fire me. I had a guaranteed deal. I didn't have to go, but I went because that was the best thing I felt like for me to do to get myself back into good graces. So there's the wrestling business is the most complicated business in the world as it relates to sports and as it relates to entertainment. Hollywood people look at a WWE contract and go, holy shit. That's that's what they're doing. It's the second worst contract on the planet. Only worst contract in the world is is the music industry 360 deal. I've had several attorneys look at my wrestling contracts. They 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 look at you like oh, you're fucking nuts if you sign this. But that's the nature of the beast. And we all kind of—it's like the mafia, which really doesn't exist. No, it's a myth. <laughs> it don't. Do, it that don't exist. <laughs> you know. And and Mark talked about control. I always bring this line up from this song, Dave. It's all about the game and how you play it. It's all about control and if you can take it. You think that Dave. line is in that song for just a happenstance? Yeah, Tommy. Dave, you worked in the NFL network. My biggest thing, my my ultimate goal when I ever win the lottery. Mark Henry did 25 years in in the WWE. Bully did how many years in the WWE? Seven. Okay. The NFL after what? Three or five years, you get a pension. They also pay for your medical for the rest of yep. your life. Mark Henry should have a pension for him and his family, for his battered, broken down, beaten body. I know what I'd want to do. And, and you can't restrict people the way they're restricted and then not take care of them at the end. I hope in my lifetime before I die, that changes. If this Nick Khan person is coming in to do this, it has to be. The fact that Peacock Network is airing all wrestlers stuff. And I bet you every every person who's on the peacock network because they're part of a sag or aftra they get residuals every time that stuff airs we get nothing yeah i mean the the nfl just after three years three so years after three years on and they prorated roster, or even ir you get the full pension and they prorate it for every year that you're there after Think of what a separate Mark Henry literally should not have to work another day of his life for the work that he did for 25 years. You know, from a perception point of view, the WWE is the company that puts smiles on people's faces. They keep doing these releases. There's not going to be many smiles on people's faces. And all that they're doing is making AEW look like a bigger baby face company. Mm -hmm. Now, it probably doesn't matter to the WWE and the gazillion dollars that they have. And listen, I understand releases. I get them. They happen all the time. And I'm some are necessary. Exactly. Listen, there's a couple. Of, let, let, let's let's the be WWE honest. is entitled to release some people. There's some people sure. that, hell, I wanted them to release because I was tired of seeing their ass in the locker room. <laughs> 
uh, from a business point of view, Santana Garrett, were they doing anything with her? Well, I, 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 from everything I heard, she was going to get moved up to SmackDown. Now, whether what that meant something or not, I don't know. But yes, I, I get your point. Lana there you are, can make the same kind of case. The, yeah, but when you look at like to me, the the one that I, the one that I don't understand, Buddy Murphy. I would never get rid of Buddy Murphy. Hell no. Listen, with the Alistair situation, you can... Hey, maybe it has to do with his wife and they were still pissed off. I think even you and Tommy talked about it uh, this past week. Who knows? I told you, Dave, they get you just like the mafia gets you. If they're pissed off with you at you, they screw with your family at times. Who knows? That's why until... Listen, that when the WWE sent that tweet out that they released everybody... I immediately quote tweeted it and said, you are all more than welcome to come on Busted Open anytime you want so you can tell your side of the story. I want to hear from the boys what went wrong. The same way we had the Iconics on and they told us what they thought happened and they still don't know. It's 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 frustrating. It's hard to hear, but those words and you see it all the time in the world of the wwe best of luck in your future endeavors guys thank you so much bully tommy mark this was another episode of busted opens the masters class make sure that you rate comment and subscribe we're available on spotify stitcher apple pandora and make sure you listen to busted open monday through saturday 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 thanks for listening catch us monday through saturday on busted open from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 the busted open podcast busted open is part of the sirius xm podcast network the executive producer is ed robinson the associate producer is gabby laspisa andy king is the director of sports podcasting for sirius xm Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.